The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. Welcome to another episode of the Working With People podcast. My name is Kara Tuselli, and I will be your host for today's episode. I'm really excited to welcome our guest, Anne Millinger from Brilliant Inc. Welcome, Anne. It's a pleasure to have you on the show and to chat about setting company core values and competencies. Now, before we dive deeper into this topic, can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Sure, absolutely. So again, I'm Ann Mellinger, and I am very proud to be the CEO of a company called Brilliant Inc. Brilliant Inc. has been around since 2008, and since that time, we have been focused exclusively on employee engagement and employee experiences. So we're an end-to-end communications agency. We do everything from trying to talk to employees to understand what some of their biggest priorities and challenges are, to design different employee experiences, um, all types of communications to employees. And it's work that I'm really proud of and my team and I are really passionate about. Great. Thank you so much for the introduction. So I'm excited to talk about today's topic of company values and competencies with you. So first off, let's just start off with understanding what are company values, what are core competencies, and why are they important? Sure, absolutely. And it's a great place to start because even for people who work in this space, this can be a confusing topic. Things can be conflated and a little bit confusing. So a lot of times when I start talking about the topic of values, I put it in the framework uh, that I like to call the golden circle, which I did not come up with. Um, A brilliant author named Simon Sinek talks about this. And essentially what Simon Sinek talks about is that companies really need to focus on their why, not necessarily what they do or how they do it, but what is their core purpose? And so when we think about that core purpose, that why, that is really a company's mission. Um, Your mission is sort of answers the question, what would the world lose if your company didn't exist? And it's something that's pretty fixed. It's the purpose behind your company. From there, there's your vision or your strategy, sort of like the how you're going to, um, what you're trying to accomplish. What is it that you're aspiring to achieve and how are you getting there? Um, That is something that is a little less fixed. It could change over time as business changes. Um, And then the third ring sort of in this golden circle is values. And values is, to me, it answers the question, what is important to you as a company? How do you want your people to show up and behave to achieve that vision and that mission? Um, And it's something that every company knows that they need to have, and it's Especially today, I think companies are realizing how important core values are, but a lot of times they don't fully understand how to get there. And so as a result, they can have very long lists of values or words that don't mean a whole lot. Um, And that can cause a whole host of problems from people not feeling connected, don't understand what makes your company different. Um, And so that's why that work is so important to really hone in on what are your core values. And again, in this environment today, employees are demanding this more than ever, right? They're saying they don't care. Research is showing they don't care as much about 
how much they're paid or what kind of benefits they get. What they really want is to work for a company that has, that is aligned with their personal values. And Brene Brown also talks a lot about values and has a really funny quote that I like about basically talking about if you do values and you just stop there, then you might as well do nothing at all because values without the behaviors to actually bring them to life are really meaningless. And so when you talk about competencies, that to me are those behaviors. What are the core behaviors that you want your employees to bring to work? They're measurable, they're tangible, they are modeled by your people and they bring your values to life. Great. Yeah, those are great definitions. I think I like what you said about companies need to realize that many employees view their job as more than just a paycheck. They want a feeling of purpose. They want to align to their company's mission, vision, and values. And likewise, companies want people that really embody their values as well. So um, along that topic, if companies are crafting values and competencies for the first time, or if they're rethinking or revamping their current ones, how can they go about determining what their values and competencies should be? Yep. That's a great question. And a lot of times actually companies come to us and they say, we want your help uh, determining our company values or defining our company values. And we always have to say, look, your company values exist. They are already there. We can help you uncover them. And that's what's really important is that for companies that are embarking on this work to understand that they are there, they are lived day in and day out by your people. And it's really about helping to uncover them. So one of the biggest challenges that we find that when companies do embark on this is that they they don't actually understand that there are multiple kinds of values. Um, so again, this is something that other authors and researchers have come up with, not me, um, but Patrick Lencioni in particular is an author who has a great framework and he talks about the fact that there are actually four kinds of values. Um, One of the kinds is called permission to play values. And those are sort of like your basic values that you have even to walk in the door. You know, things like respect for each other, ethical behavior, a commitment to client service. Those are things that those ones that I just rattled off, those are actually some permission to play values from Brilliant Inc., right? I'm a company, we are a company that serves clients and you can't even walk in the door if you don't value client service, right? So to say that that's a a core value of ours, to say that that is more important to us than almost anything else, and we do it better than almost anything else, well, sure, we value it, but again, it's sort of like table stakes if you think about it like that. And so a lot of times companies fill their list of values with a lot of these that are really more table stakes to walk in the door. They don't help clearly define you. They don't distinguish you. And they also don't probably vary much between company to company. Um, Another really common mistake is they mistake core values for aspirational values. So a lot of companies want to have on their list of values those things that they are striving for, whether it be sustainability or diversity and inclusion, something that doesn't exist today, but we believe that we need for the future. And that's really important as well. And it's definitely something that you should be talking about. It should be core to a lot of your work and your conversations, but it's not a core value. And if you as a company go and talk about the fact that, you know, this is a core value for us, we value diversity and inclusion, but your employees are looking around and thinking, no, actually, that's not aligned with my day-to-day reality. Well, you can start to see how 
the dominoes crumble. So one of the very first things that we do when we're advising any client is really explain the difference and help leaders understand you don't, your core values don't need to be a list of every single thing that's important to you. Because if you try to do that, it's going to be overwhelming and meaningless for your people. So let's really hone in on what is core to you today. And so the way that we often do that is through um, asking companies to think about stories of really outstanding behavior, right? Everybody has those examples. Um, One example from Southwest Airlines, right? There's a story that has become lore about the culture at Southwest Airlines where um, a flight was really delayed and the passengers were getting really antsy. We can all relate to that. And the flight attendants decided to grab a roll of toilet paper. They gave one to the first aisle, one to the other aisle and said, we're doing a paper ta- a toilet paper race. Whoever can pass the toilet paper back fast enough wins. And Behavior like that is something that is an example of what leaders want to see when they say our core value is fun loving. Um, That is something that is core to Southwest Airlines and it shows up in the behaviors, right? So I can sit and think of stories, things that my people have done that really reflect what is core to us. And I'm sure every company has those stories and it's those stories that you start with. What are the examples of the behaviors that really represent the leadership. Yes, this is it. This is what I want people to do. And that becomes the framework for your values and in your competencies. Yeah, that's great. Um, I know that you had mentioned, you know, some companies will end up coming with a long list of potential core values that they have. Is there a limit to the number of values that a company should have? There's no limit or rule of thumb. There has been some really interesting research on this. Um, In fact, there's a study that looks at the most common words that are used in values, and you would be surprised or maybe not surprised how many words are repeated over and over um, in values, things like integrity, teamwork. Um, And so it doesn't matter too much. We just are working with a client who had six and now we're getting them down to four. I generally think somewhere in the area of three to five is ideal because you want these values to mean something to your people. You want them to be something that they can see themselves in, that they can talk about, think about, feel and experience. At Brilliant Brilliant Inc., we have three. So I happen to think that's a really good number, but um, there's no hard and fast rule. Just don't go with one and don't go with like seven or I would say somewhere in the middle of there would be ideal. Great. Yeah. And you touched on this a little bit, um, but how do company values shape company culture and how can organizations communicate and integrate their company values and competencies into the day-to-day of their employees? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, to me, culture really is, it's the sum of all of those things that we started with. You know, it's the mission, the vision, it's the values, it's the behaviors, all of those things together really make up your culture. And in order to make sure that your values are showing up in different places in your culture, you have to be really intentional intentional about it. You know, a lot of times, companies will start by saying, okay, we're going to redefine our values and then we're going to launch them and present them to our people. And maybe we'll include it in our, you know, careers website, or maybe we'll put it on, you know, a brochure here and there, but that's pretty much it and be done with it. 
the only way that you can really make sure that your values are shaping the kind of culture that you want is by making sure that they intentionally show up all throughout the employee's experience. So yes, absolutely. When you're thinking about employees that are considering coming to your company, you want to make sure that your values are really clear. You want to take a look at your recruiting materials, your recruiting messaging, what's on your website. Um, what kind of interview questions are you asking? Are your values incorporated into your interviews? Um, what does day one and onboarding look like? Are the values really incorporated in there? And not just as words on a slide, but really talked about, can you find ways to share some of those stories like I mentioned? Um, and stories are a great way to keep values alive. You know, if you look at your internal communications channels, your intranet, are you regularly profiling and celebrating employees that are living those values? Are you rewarding and recognizing it? Um, is it something that's reflected in the way that you both challenge employees to grow and support them through learning and development and also how you hold them accountable. I mean, that is really one of the most powerful ways to shape your culture is to say, okay, if our value is this and the behavior or competency is this, then we need to make sure we're measuring people on that. So if you really value accountability, for example, how are you then measuring your people's success on how accountable they've been throughout the whole year. So that performance management piece is so crucial um, culturally. And even thinking about how you send people off. You know, if somebody leaves your organization to go to another job or to retire, what kind of send-off do you give them? Are you just winding them down and taking away their tech access? Or are you wishing them well? Are you celebrating their accomplishments? Those are all different things to think about in terms of the moments in your employee life cycle where your values can show up. And that is what really drives culture. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, company values and competencies really help attract and retain talent, like you said, and these really need to be visible from the get-go and throughout the entire employee life cycle. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Another question here is, can values and competencies change over the lifetime of an organization and why or why not? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, they do, they definitely change. One of the reasons why so many companies are thinking about this right now is because if we think about the last three years, the entire world of work has changed. And so this is really a moment to look at and refresh your values. We recommend looking at them Roughly once every five years or so, more frequently, if the business is evolving rapidly, um, definitely change significant changes in leadership. Values and competencies really have to start at the top of an organization. And so if you have a new CEO, for example, that is leading in a different way or um, doesn't agree with one of the values, um, that may be an opportunity to, to look and think about how those are showing up. But roughly every once every five years or so, certainly more often when there's sort of seismic shifts in the place of work, um, that similar to what have happened recently. I mean, if you think about just even, you know, companies that talk about valuing collaboration. Well, collaboration pre-COVID meant a lot of something very different than what it might mean today. And so depending on how COVID has impacted your business, how your people work, it's probably a good time to be thinking about it right now. And the fact that employees 
truly are telling us they care so much more about a company's values. Again, all the more reason to take a look and see, do these reflect who we are today? Do these reflect what leadership wants to see from our people? Right. Absolutely. Yeah, those are absolutely great insights. Those are all the big questions I have for you today. Um, The last question I have is where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Sure. Well, our website has just a ton of information, um, brilliantink.com, and it's ink, I-N-K, like the ink in a pen. Um, And there's a lot there. We also are um, talking a fair amount on LinkedIn about this topic. So following me and Mellinger or Brilliant Inc. on LinkedIn, um, we are currently on a break with Twitter. Um, but, you know, we may be back there sharing thought leadership at some point in the future. But for now, our website and LinkedIn are the best places to go. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Anne. And thank you, everyone, for listening to the Working With People podcast by Paystep. Feel free to check out other episodes on paystep.com slash podcast. Thank you.